This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, Women's Life Transition Coach and the host of the Her Self-Expression Podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their life journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can confidently and successfully take on the world. Today, I have these questions for you to consider. Where has your personal growth journey taken you? What are your learnings so far? Are you happy with what you've learned? Well, my guest today is Melinda Whitstock, and she's going to talk with me today about Your Voice is Your Value. She's a five-time serial entrepreneur who has lived and breathed the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, leveraging all the learnings as her personal growth journey to elevated consciousness and empowerment. She's also a podcaster and former award-winning TV host and interviewer. And uh, she's walking, talking proof that your voice is your value. She's also the founder and CEO of Podopolo, world's first interactive and AI-powered podcast app and creator marketplace. It's a place where listeners and viewers can easily discover the perfect podcasts, playlists, clips, and video streams relevant to what interests them in their friends and take conversation further with her interactive features. It's home to podcasters who can more easily be discovered, grow, gauge their fans, and monetize their content. She's also the host, I'm running out of breath with all her accomplishment. <laughs> She's also the host of the Wings of Inspired Business podcast, reaching 1 million listeners and named by Entrepreneur Magazine as number eight of its top 20 business podcasts for 2020. I was a guest and found her to be an incredible host. And the podcast features entrepreneurial journeys, epiphanies, and practical advice from successful female founders who have built multi-million dollar businesses. With 30 years of experience as a host journalist and entrepreneurial executive, across the world's top media brands, including BBC, ABC, CNBC, and the London Times, building her own successful media tech, mobile apps, and predictive data analytics for businesses. She brings cross-disciplinary expertise to Podopolo and every executive leader, podcaster, innovator she mentors across content marketing. She loves to travel from deep in the Amazon rainforest to Sir Richard Branson's Necker Island. She practices meditation and yoga, loves her weight training, and is a mom with two great teenagers and a beautiful golden retriever named Augie. If you want to feel empowered, light yourself on fire, and get moving forward, then listen to our conversation. 
Hi, Melinda. Thank you so much for being our guest today. It's so good to have you here. Oh, Beverly, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Oh, I, I had so much fun being on your podcast. I was really looking forward to this. Oh, me too. I love these podcast interviews, you know, whether I'm the interviewer or whether I'm being interviewed, it's just such a lovely part of the day. I always learn something, no matter which role I'm playing in the conversation, but it's wonderful. So thank you. Sure. Can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey to empowerment? Oh my goodness. How long do you have? How long is this podcast? <laughs> We can go on for hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many milestones along the way. And, you know, you look back, I think it was uh, the late Steve Jobs who said that you can look back and easily connect the dots looking backwards, but not so much looking forward. I mean, the one big takeaway I have at a really, you know, 30,000 foot level is that if you want therapy, become an entrepreneur because... <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to challenge you in every way. It's going to challenge your mindset, what you really believe to be true about yourself and your own value, because things are constantly coming out of left field, some that you can control, some that you can't. What's your capacity for learning, for resilience, for curiosity, for constantly, you know, doing better? And, and the resilience piece is really important because as an entrepreneur, you're going to have God knows, tens of thousands of failures, large and small along the way. And so what's your mindset that allows you to turn that into an opportunity or turn that into a positive? And I, I think, you know, looking back, the thing that I really learned very early on that it's not really a failure, it's just feedback. Um <laughs> to take it in a positive frame of mind as just another data point, but also to learn how to, I don't know, I guess it's self-acceptance and self-love in that sense that when we look back and we think of all the decisions or perhaps we have regrets and we think, oh man, and we're looking at it based on what we know now as opposed to what we knew then. And you can only make decisions based on what you know at the time. And one of the things that entrepreneurship teaches you is that you will succeed at it if you're constantly on a personal growth journey, you're constantly educating yourself, you're constantly connecting with other people who've done it before you're open to kind of cross-disciplinary conversations. I mean, you're open-minded, you're curious, you're always learning. And, and so I, I think temperamentally, I've always been like that, but fully along the way, I've had to learn not to be quite so hard on myself, I think, or, yeah, or, in, or in such a rush, you know, like I think of my younger self and I was in such a rush. I thought I had to do all this by age 30, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not really true. And so, um, yeah, the other big thing is enjoy the journey because it's not really about the destination. You have to love what you're doing, you know? Right. Absolutely. I hope that answered your question. I mean, there's so many different directions I could have taken that. So it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I work with women who really want to empower themselves and are going through a lot of life's major transitions. What do you think is really the key to a woman's empowerment journey? Oh, self-love, self-acceptance. Mm. You know, we all have this, I call it an inner bully voice. 
you know, there's this kind of almost like a macro, your little inner voice telling yourself all the ways you're not good enough or how you could have done better. Or like you're not this thought, mm-hmm. not rich enough, not skilled enough, not experienced enough, not this enough, that enough, that blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. And we have to learn to shut that off because we wouldn't allow a friend, to, an enemy even to talk to us like that. And yet exactly that within our own hearts and minds and figuring out how to alchemize that, change that from coal to, to diamonds. And there's lots of different tactics and ways to do that, whether it's visualization, affirmations, you know, ayahuasca, I don't know, whatever you're going to go to, right? Yeah. <laughs> Figure out how to actually find self-acceptance and gratitude for who you actually are, who you are as mm-hmm. a human being, as a soul. And like, and under, you know, you're, you're here for a purpose. And, and that self-acceptance allows you to be much more free, I think, to explore really who you are and why you're, your unique genius abilities and talents, why you're here right now on Earth in your Earth suit. And what's your calling? What are you meant to do? And just start pushing towards that. But I say all that, it makes it sound easy. Of course, it's not because we all live in this, swim in the same soup. We've all been acculturated and continually trained by news sources, by Instagram, by this, by that, you know, put into a place of fear rather than coming from an energetic place of love and self-love, self-acceptance, gratitude. When we're operating at that higher energetic level, it's magnetic. Like everything's magnetic, but we're bringing more positive things into our lives, which as a result makes us feel better about ourselves and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So the biggest lesson that I've learned is that you've got to put how you want to feel ahead of waiting to to get or do the thing that's going to make you feel that way. Just start feeling that way right now because then it's going to attract the thing. Yeah. That's very hard for a lot of people to understand because we've all been trained into thinking, oh, if I do this, 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 and this, and then I'll hit this milestone and at that milestone, then I'll feel happy. Doesn't right. work like that. Choose to feel happy now. And and as you do that and all the, you know, then you start to attract opportunities you didn't notice before you, in, in essence, start to create your own luck. So that's actually something that I wish I really understood much earlier in my life. It's kind of almost a fake to you make. <laughs> yes. But it's internally within you. Right. I tend to think of it because I, I mentioned that, described that to some person once and they said, isn't that fake it till you make it? In, in a sense, it is, but to me, fake it till you make it sounds so false and unauthentic. Yeah, fake it till you, you make know? it to me are the the internet markers who rent a Lamborghini for a day and an influencer house here in LA and stand by it and say, you two can be like me. And what you don't know is that it's not even theirs. They yeah. paid a million dollars, but they spent $999,000. This is much more of an internal process of allowing yourself to feel the emotions of joy and gratitude and whatnot for the thing that you want before it's happened. Yes. Being able to visualize it, being able to accept yourself in that, being able to really, but it's really on an emotional level of just choosing to be grateful for what's coming. Yeah. You know, I think too, something that, that you said resonates with me and that is 
the fact that we now open up and we share that we've had these negative feelings, that we've had these doubts, that we've had this guilt, that we've had this shame mm-hmm. is different than in past generations. Mm-hmm. And so we can help other women by doing that. When I came up on the corporate side of my career, women didn't really help other women. They competed <laughs> with them. Oh and my so God. Yep. what are your thoughts about women helping women? It's everything. I think, and, and I called my podcast Wings of Inspired Business because the wings is really about women flying together because when we do, we all soar higher. I believe, and as an entrepreneur and ultimately an investor, I'm really determined to catalyze an ecosystem where women show up for each other. And it's not just the platitude of, you go, girl, and then right. not. But it's actually buying, it's making, making it a habit to buy products from women-owned businesses, like mm-hmm. promoting other women, helping other women, giving a shout out, giving forward, being a go-giver, but also ultimately investing in other women, mm-hmm. other women's success. Because to see, and that's more of an abundance mindset as opposed to a mm-hmm. scarcity one, because someone, another woman succeeding doesn't take anything away from you. Do you know what I mean? Everybody Mm -hmm. has their own path. It's actually that woman is making it easier for you. And so at whatever stage, always be, you know, giving forward, giving back, you know, but the more we do that and just get into that habit, I mean, my God, men have done that for millennia with each other. Yeah. They share all kinds of advice and tips and this and that, like, hey, Bob, I'm in this deal. You want to come in this deal? I mean, (laughs) right? Yeah. They do all that stuff. They support each other. Why can't we? And so my theory about that is really a historical one is because we have been pushed into a position of scarcity because there was a scarcity of job opportunities, sort of a perceived scarcity of money, like there the tokenism of, okay, there's one woman on the board, but like that, that gets into all that kind of stuff. So that circumstance, you know, we fit ourselves into the circumstance rather than changing the circumstance. And I think the circumstance needs to change in that sense. And I know exactly what you mean. I mean, in my earliest days, all my mentors were men because I couldn't find a woman who would take the time for me. And if in actual, I had a woman, a boss way back. I joined that Times of London when I was 22 years old, kind of improbably. I was a business correspondent at that age. I'm not from the UK. I didn't go to Oxford, Cambridge. Anyway, I'm on the Times of London. And my female boss, my God, she was just so nasty to me, like spent (laughs) so much time undermining me. And I was so confused. I was like, what is going on here? And and so I, I, you know, like a lot of young women who wanted to do really ambitious things in whatever area, like I found that all my mentors were men, weirdly. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of men who were also obviously not very supportive. It's only really as, I, I, I suppose, as, as society has changed and is changing, I think, accelerating those changes in many respects to the point where there's a lot of reaction to that. <laughs> we see in our society too. But the more we go forward as women, you know, we're really changing the game of business. We're changing management styles. I mean, we're even, I mean, there's so many things that are going on, but just being open to someone else's success. And the flip side of that is not being afraid of what other women think of you for daring 
to live your dreams, for daring to be ambitious. It's not a bad word. And if the people and if the women around you don't want to be your friend anymore because like, why are you going for that? Or they try and undermine you. They're not really your friends. Like people exactly. get new friends. hundred percent. In your Wings podcast that we've talked about briefly, what's some of the best advice that you've heard? Oh, God, there's a couple of themes that come up over and over again. There's something like 750 episodes now. Yeah. So, and, and, and I can answer that best by thinking of some of the themes. So one of the themes that comes up over and over and over again, that the only way you can succeed as a million dollar plus seven figure, eight figure, nine figure female founder, entrepreneur, CEO is by recovering from perfectionism. And that's why I say there should be an AA for perfectionism. Because mm -hmm. perfectionism, I think, is fear wrapped up in a pretty pink bow. Looks really neat and tidy and like beautiful mm -hmm. and all the things, but it's actually fear. And it's actually belies a, a fear that we're not enough, that we don't really believe in our true value. And so we do the business equivalent of cleaning the house before the housekeeper comes. And while we're planning and making everything look great and the sales plan look good and this plan look good and like proving our competence and all of that, we're missing market opportunities. And, and mm -hmm. this is about relationship. It's about knowing people. It's about connecting deeply with people. And there's an irony here because women are actually good at that. And yet yeah. we spend this time trying to, first of all, do everything perfectly Second of all, doing everything ourselves rather than hiring early enough, you know, all these sorts of things. And right. we have to let go of the need to have everything perfect. Good enough is better than perfect 100% of the time. So that's something that every single woman who succeeded in business knows that. And I see so many women starting out in business not knowing that and making the same mistakes over and over and over again. It's like, right. <laughs> Don't try and do wow. it all yourself. Double down on your genius and hire the rest. Hire your weaknesses. It's okay not to know. I go into meetings. I'm just even as we're hiring people now for Podopolo. And I don't want to be the smartest in the room every time. I, I'm actually happy to be the dumbest in the room because I want to learn, right? I'm, I'm right. You know, and I want to hire people who are more expert than me. I'm the CEO, so I'm the conductor of the orchestra. I'm not, I'm not the violinist. I don't have to be a virtuoso at every single thing that I do. <laughs> yeah. So why did you start Podopolo? You've had so many successes in life, so many entrepreneurial endeavors. What was it about Podopolo that really touched you? Yeah. So this is really my fifth business as an adult. All of them have been in the, at the intersection of media and technology and disrupting various media models with, with all aspects of sort of like content as conversation is a major theme. Being able to really understand audiences and being able to personalize content for them. So these have been themes that have run through all my businesses. And when I started podcasting, it was 2017, and I brought to podcasting, like, I don't know, I've won 17 Edward R. Murrow Awards, you know, for my Wow. And my, you know, I, you know, like, so I'm, I'm an award-winning content, so, so I, I knew how to be a great interviewer and do the content and all that kind of stuff. I brought that to it. I brought my technological expertise, my marketing expertise, my business and finance and all the things. And it was still hard. 
And it was hard because I soon realized, I mean, podcasters really struggle to grow their reach, to engage and, and actually know who's listening, let alone engage with them. And also, obviously, to monetize their content. 85% of them don't make any money from podcasting. And I realized pretty early on that this was a structural problem in the industry. And I looked around and no one was fixing it. And uh, concurrently to that, I was thinking, gosh, I was at a couple masterminds with podcasters and we put together our, our collective download numbers. And I'm like, gosh, if we all got together, we'd be bigger than Netflix. Like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And, and all the other things that I'd done in, a, you know, in, in, with interactive media and whatnot in the past. And so, you know, heading into the pan pandemic, I was like, oh, okay. So I started to put all these different pieces together because I have a long background in content as well as technology and, and how these, these two merge with really deep domain expertise in terms of, you know, the industry and how it works across everything from advertising to content, podcasting, video, streaming, all the business. Admin. I just, I, I am the walking, talking embodiment of convergence in a space and that's Podopolo's business model. So Podopolo really solves problems for consumers for creators and for advertisers. And it's an app. We have 5 million podcasts in every language, every genre automatically ingested into the app. So if you have a podcast, you're already on there. All you need to do is come on, verify your ownership of it. And it starts unlocking variously all sorts of cross-promotion opportunities, discovery through our AI-powered recommendation engine that's really acting like a matchmaker, you know, connecting the right audiences to the right podcaster, the right podcast to the right you know, to, to the right, you know, listener to the right podcast based on their interests and their friendships and much more besides. And it provides really a really robust social platform too to discuss podcasts, you know, to take the conversation further, to take the learning further, to meet other people who share your same interests where you can advance each other. And then all the monetization opportunities for podcasters and, you know, this is a big thing. Like we think and our investors think this is potentially a multi-billion dollar business. And, you know, we're at the relatively early stages of it. It's very much an abundance model where I come at it in an evolved from a more spiritual place is that I want everybody to win who touches it in whatever area, you know, and it's a very different model. I, I really honestly believe that this business model and this approach could only have been come up with by a woman because it's so it's kind of matrixy, right? There's all it's relational as opposed to a linear like A to B, flip it, sell it, you know, right? This is this is different. It's more of an ecosystem. Wow. That's fantastic. This is a great time for us to take a quick break. Everyone, please stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute when Melinda will share her three actionable tips to help you find perspective. We'll be right back. Hi, beautiful. Beverly Price here. If you want personalized guidance on your journey to confidence and empowerment from someone who's been there and don't want to go it alone, then my signature coaching may be just right for you. With a confidential approach and one-on-one -on -one personal support that has helped hundreds of women, we'll work together to move you forward, whether you are looking to deal with a major life change or an overall life overhaul. Schedule a free discovery call with me today at herselfexpression.com to learn more and say yes 
to the ride of your lifetime. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. Melinda, what are three actionable steps that you would like to give the woman in our audience to help empower their future? Oh gosh, it starts when you wake up in the morning. Hal Elrod is great if you don't know him with a miracle morning, but it's a mix on being consistent with this practice and you can do it in a number of different, uh, you know, in, in different order, right? Okay. But you need to quiet your brain in the morning. If you wake up and start doom scrolling, checking your email, your social, whatever, you're already on someone else's agenda instead of your own. And so it's really important to have that kind of quiet time of gratitude, of visualization, of affirmation. You may want to journal. You may want to just sit quietly and meditate. There's a whole bunch of different ways, but being in gratitude, really counting your blessings, really visualizing what it is you actually want, setting an intention for how you want that day to go, right? And being committed to that, you know, doing things like drinking some lemon water or things that are healthy for you, that kind of stuff. Having some exercise, some light exercise, it might be walking the dog or it might be a full workout, but something. It really sets up the day that you've invested first in yourself because you are your first priority, not everybody mm-hmm. else. And, and when you can get into that right mindset that all the other things that are going to happen through the day and things you can't control or whatnot are going to be in perspective. You're going to have the strength, the confidence, the, the self-belief and, and that, and just a help mental, emotional, physical, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you wouldn't otherwise have. And I, I think it's very important that we prioritize our self-care as women, because if we're on some sort of task treadmill we're just running faster and faster and faster in place rather than going anywhere. I find that my biggest epiphanies, my biggest inspirations, some of my biggest triumphs come when I'm not working. It's kind of a weird (laughs) thing. Okay. So that would be number one. And to segue into number two, they're sort of related. Number two is scrap the to-do list. It just makes you feel bad because you're going to write a longer to-do list than you can do. I know I when I did to-do lists, I would do that. Like, And so you get to the end of the day and you feel like, oh, man, I failed again. Okay, that's not going to be put you in the right mindset to succeed. Right. Like, scrap the to-do list. Like, obviously, you want to be organized and productive and whatnot. But here's what I did. I switched to originally an, an intention list where I started thinking about my list as what I wanted to have done by the end of the day and visualizing it done in that morning routine, right? Mm. Not necessarily with the how it was going to be done, just that it was going to be done and letting go of the need to control the how. Just it was going to be done. Magical. I don't know how it was going to happen. It was just kind of a trust that it was going to be done. And I found that that started to change everything. Like often something even by my own effort it would get solved miraculously by someone else on the team or i'd have like a resource or just it i I started noticing ways that would advance and there was one day where i had as i started transition from an intention list more to an inspiration list from the downloads i was getting in my morning inspiration i one day i got this inspiration list of five different things in order of priority like one two three four five so it kind of became almost like a to-do list it was my inspiration list and for whatever reason 
in the morning, I was working on priorities two, three, four, and five, and they weren't getting anywhere. Like I, I just was like, and I was getting more frustrated. Finally, I took a walk. I came back. I just kind of relaxed, had a cup of tea. And I was like, oh, I know. I'm not working on priority number one. <laughs> because I'm working on priority number one, like the thing that would have the most leverage. By leverage, I mean you do one thing and it has a multiplicity of results. I started working on that. And here's the miraculous thing, Beverly. Three, four, two, three, four, and five got done without my effort. <laughs> and I was like this big day. I'm like, oh man, I think I've stumbled on something here, you know? So I try and be as disciplined as possible in that practice as much as I can. And then the third one would be really taking note of your accomplishments, you know, through the day. Sometimes at the end of the day, like some people do a gratitude journal or whatever, but just like, here are my wins for today. Take yeah. the time to actually acknowledge them because you're going to have lots. You may have felt like crap and gone to the gym anyway and powered through your workout. Like that's a win. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have had time to get a manicure, like having time to go and do something or have a hot bath or whatever it is, right? Like that's a win. You might've landed a client. You might've like, you know, done this, done that, learned this, met this person, whatever. But we often go through the day, we get to the end of the day and we don't acknowledge those things. And I think it sends sort of energetically a message to the universe that we don't value the good stuff that's happening because our minds are focused on the negative. So we attract more of the negative. But if you're doing this practice at night, like especially before you go to bed and you're really counting, you're like literally counting your blessings and feeling the gratitude for that more like that comes your way. Gotcha. So how do you think these steps impact the woman's journey from self-expression to self-empowerment? Well, the self-expression starts with being fully expressed about who you are. So with that kind of self-acceptance, and I'm talking about a lot of these internal things or self-care, self-love, all these sorts of things. But through this and also through struggle, you know, we find out who we really are and we develop the muscle of confidence really through overcoming things, getting around things, over things, through things, you know, whatever. And that kind of entrepreneurial resilience, which frankly, I'm probably the most resilient one of the most resilient people that you will meet, you know, because I've had my, I've had all kinds of challenges to overcome, but ultimately they start to level out in the sense that you don't feel like, oh my God, it's the end of the world or, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. It's kind of like, oh yeah, okay, I, I got, I've got this, I can handle it. So it's a process. It's not just something that instantly you're going to get. But I think through this journey, it's really important to understand what is your unique zone of genius that not mm -hmm. only you want to express in the world, but what is it? And so like I even have my team members go through like a four square where there's one box where you write down and just journal like as long as you can all the things that you think that you're just the best at, like you just naturally. It's not only what you're really good at, but also what you love to do. Like what are you doing when time just disappears? And maybe the clues are back in your early childhood. Like what did you love to do? You yeah. know? All right. What did you love? Because a lot of a lot of the kind of clues are there, right? In and in 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 guiding us to what our true genius is. Mm -hmm. And then in the next box, write down all the things that 
you know, you love to do and you're good at doing, but there's somebody else also who loves to do it and is good at doing it. Okay, so you could do it. You could do it amazingly, but someone else also could. And then write down the things that, nah, you know, you're okay at, you don't love to do, but you're competent, but like someone else would make someone else's heart sing to do, right? And yeah. then in the final box, what do you actually suck at? Because we all suck at this <laughs> thing. Like, I'm just worried. like we, we just all like, there's certain things that we're not good at or it uh, we don't like. Like it, it would be more enjoyable to watch paint dry on a wall than to, or, you know, or then then do that thing. And I find with that four square, I, I go at that with myself like kind of once a quarter. <laughs> I ask my team members to do it once a quarter because it kind of changes over time. You start to get kind of new insights about yourself. And then once you really have a sense of that and you start testing it out, do more of what you love, do less of what you don't. I mean, it's simple because it is simple. Uh, this loops back around to, you know, the perfectionism thing. Don't, you don't have to do it all to have it all. Yeah. And this is the, this is, I, I could just say this over and over and over and over again to every woman I know, because whatever level of that personal growth or whether it's, you know, to fully, you know, expressed potential and, and reality, we, we all have a zone of genius getting on that. It's a continuum wherever you are on that, and myself included, needed to be reminded about these things all the time too, because we can easily yeah. Yeah, fall out of practice, if you will, right? Yeah. So getting consistent is important as well. Absolutely. Reminders are important. So I have one question that I like to ask all my guests to wrap things up, and that is, what does self-expression mean to you? Being true to myself. Mm. Really being truly authentic, you know, at where, where heart and mind are in alignment. Like I'm, I, I like the word soul purpose, S-O-U-L uh-huh. <laughs> purpose, which could also be S-O-L-E purpose, but like really knowing and being really clear about who I am, why I'm here, what I'm doing, and just being, gen- I guess, genuine, authentic, speaking without fear or f- favor, just self-accepting myself enough that I'm not mm-hmm. worried about what other people think of me if what they think of me is none of my business, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm being yeah. strong enough to just, that's just the way it is. And I think that's really important in our society, especially right now where, oh my God, there's just so much fear and division and just nastiness. And like, yeah. just don't bathe in that, you know? Just don't give it its due. Just be, dare to be who you are. Be brave, you know? Yes, absolutely. So how can our listeners find you? Oh my goodness, there's so many ways. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, let's rattle them off. So I'm kind of ubiquitous on social media. So if you go to, you know, Melinda Whitstock, you can find me on LinkedIn, link in with me there. You know, Twitter, I'm Melinda Wings because of Wings of Inspired Business Podcast, but you can also follow Padopolo Network on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm Melinda Whitstock 2020 and also at Podopolo. And let's see all the others. I don't really use Facebook that much, but it'll, it'll find me. I, you know, I, I post my Wings episodes there. Follow Wings of Inspired Business wherever you get your podcast. But I'd like to suggest that you 
choose to download the free Podopolo app and get Wings of Inspired Business there and also Beverly's podcast and a whole bunch more podcasts because not only will you discover really great podcasts and playlists and clips around what interests and inspires you and your friends, but you can also interact directly with me on Podopolo in the episode comments or DMs or, or much more besides, but that's the best way to find me. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we close? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I, 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 a zillion things. I feel like I've talked <laughs> a lot. I mean, I would just it's say beautiful. Really, just on that, on the, the theme of where we started, that your voice is your value. It, it truly is. And, and just dare to be all in on you. And, and, you know, follow these steps. And, and if you got to have any questions, you know, find me, I'll answer all my DMs or my social messages or whatever, if you want to dig into any of these kind of practices. But I really think that women are at a really interesting time historically, where I think we're going to completely change the game of business. I think mm -hmm. we have the potential and I think we all already are doing that and, uh, and help another woman today. Absolutely. Belinda, thank you so much for being my guest today. It was so informative and so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> for sure. And to all the women out there, Melinda's information will be available in the show notes. So please connect with her to le learn more about her and about Podopolo and her podcast, Wings. To get to where Melinda describes, we need strength perseverance, and desire. I believe that we need both outside and inside strength to come together to make our empowerment journey complete. Thank you for being with Melinda and me on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I hope you can see the direct connection between finding your voice and empowerment. I love connecting you with incredible women that can provide actionable steps for you to take on your journey. You can find our podcast through links at Podopolo, Apple, Spotify, and more. So please download the episode and share it with your friends so we can bring you even more interesting topics and more impactful guests. Remember, the more you express yourself, the better you feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to navigating life's changes and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to go it alone. No matter where you are on your journey, I'm the coach that's here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.